Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Superchargers, headlights, and more with over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody knows Weber Grills. I've been using Weber Grills my whole life, and check it out. They got a pellet grill, the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Now, with a pellet grill, you can smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. You can go from low and slow, okay, on smoke boost mode, or crank this thing all the way to a heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full great sear zone, so you can put more food on the flame. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood pellet grill. The Volume. Boxing with Chris Mannix is presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear. You guys know I love my NBA. And there's no better place to get in the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. So, Download the FanDuel app today using promo code BOXING. Start making every moment more. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. All right, I want to jump on the podcast uh, to those listening on the audio version, watching on YouTube. Mike Coppinger, uh, senior writer over at ESPN, is here as well because... We are in a precarious position when it comes to Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. For weeks now, we have been led to believe that this fight was signed, sealed, delivered for April 15th. Um, It is not. Well, I I take that back. The fight itself is signed, sealed, and delivered. The second fight is now up for debate, and that's what's holding up the possibility of the first fight. So, Mike, you and I have been reporting on this For the last couple of days. And, you know, this is over the rematch clause. Uh, This was something that Golden Boy was led to believe in its conversations with PBC executives or people in the PBC universe, whoever they're talking to, um, that they and DAZN would be in the lead for a a rematch between Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, which it can only be triggered by Tank Davis. Ryan Garcia does not have a rematch clause uh, for this fight. When the contracts came back officially, the rematch said Showtime PBC were in control. You wrote about this on ESPN.com this week. Is that basically where we stand right now, where this rematch could potentially torpedo 
a a fight on April 15th? Basically, Chris, and you and I, uh, over the years, have definitely seen fights torpedoed over far less. So I think this is definitely a major sticking point. And I understand Oscar De La Hoya's position here. He's saying, like you said, this only even comes into play if Ryan Garcia wins. And mind you, Ryan Garcia is a, the, the underdog. No one, most people I've spoken to aren't giving him much of a chance. I'm giving him a big chance. But he's, you know, I think Gervonta is minus 250 to win the fight. So this only even comes into play if Gervonta wins. So reasoning, you know, if, if Ryan scores the upset, why shouldn't his team, his network, be in the lead? That's pretty standard practice in, in boxing. The only time you don't see that happen, right, is in instances where there's a true, true A-side and a you know long-shot underdog. Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz comes to mind. Even Joshua Usyk, but that was a little different. Usyk didn't have a major promoter behind him. I mean, Matthew was promoting him. And then, you know, even if they weren't his main promoter, whatever, it wasn't a big deal. Whereas here you have two big rival promoters, big rival networks. Seems only fair to me. Yeah, it, 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 it shocks me that, you know, that we're we're talking about this as potentially being reason this fight gets scrapped because I, I don't really get it from Gervonta PBC side. Like, it's not like they would have to take the fight against Ryan Garcia. They could lose to Ryan Garcia and say, screw it, we're done. You know, maybe Ryan Garcia is too big. I'm going to fight guys at 130, 135. There's, there's no obligation on their part to take this rematch. And look, you know, you hear from certain people, Golden Boy, of course, feels like this is Al Heyman trying to torpedo the rematch. People in the business, uh, you know, they, they feel, a lot of people feel kind of the same way about all this. Uh, I'm not going to put myself inside Al Heyman's mind when it comes to this, but it does feel like PBC is trying to exert all the control in this situation. And, you know, you made the point, Ryan Garcia is not some B-side here. Like, Ryan Garcia is a legit star in his own right. If you make the list of the top five biggest fighters and biggest stars in boxing, top five young stars, Javante Davis is up there at the top, but Ryan Garcia is right below him. So, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out how this gets resolved. Like, you know, because this is the kind of thing, Mike, that this is the kind of thing that people tend people tend to understand, right? They understand that they, they didn't understand the Terrence Crawford Errol Spence stuff because that was like percentages and you know, this like investment firms. And everybody kind of had their eyes glazed over when those two guys were talking about their issue. This is pretty cut and dry. Like Golden Boy agreed to everything when it comes to the first fight, and they're just asking for some rights on the second fight. And if they don't get it, you know, you're talking to a lot of the same people I am. I get the sense they're pretty dug in at this point, and they're not going to make this fight unless they have uh, the rights to the rematch. I get the sense that the other side is just as dug in, PBC. <laughs> and what I don't understand is if this is that big of an ordeal, why not just eliminate the rematch clause? Say, you know what, we're confident our guy's going to win. He's the favorite. And I've seen people on Twitter saying, well, oh, Gervonta Davis is scared. He's ducking. No, look, I don't think anyone's scared. I don't think any fighter is ducking. This isn't Gervonta Davis. This is PBC and Showtime trying to exert their control and their influence here, in my opinion, trying to control everything. It has nothing to do with the fighter. But I don't understand. Why, why don't we ever just cut the promoters and networks out, whoever they may be, whether it's PBC, top rank, matchroom. Why can't Gervonta Davis come out and say, I'm not letting this hold up the fight? I agree. Why? I mean, this this now comes down to the fighters saying, look, why, why am I, Javante Davis, worried about the rematch? I think I'm going to dominate Ryan Garcia. Why are we, we potential, potentially lose like a 10 million plus payday 
over a fight that may never actually happen. That that doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, given that, like, these two sides are kind of... They're planning for a future where this fight doesn't happen. Like, they're mapping things out here. What, you know, what are you hearing about kind of where they might go if this fight all of a sudden falls apart? Well, I'm not sure PBC's going at the moment, but I do know that Golden Boy already reached out to Regis Progress team for a fight with Regis at 140 pounds for Progress title. And that's a fascinating fight. I love that fight. Do I want to see that fight over Javante Ryan Garcia? Of course not. But I'm not going to cry if that's the fallback option. You could argue, you could argue that's a much tougher fight for Ryan Garcia, certainly. A bigger guy, a more established guy, a champion. will be his first title fight. So they've already reached out to Regis Progre's team. Progre is all aboard. He's, uh, he's all in. You know, As you know, he can't get a fight either because of his own promotional issues. So that could be the kind of the perfect marriage if this does fall apart. But it seems like all the sides still want to make this fight happen. But at some point, Golden Boy has to plan something for Ryan Garcia, right? I mean, he's supposed to fight in January in a tune-up against Mercedo Hesta. He's not. Like, what's your sense if Golden Boy, you know, what's your sense for the timeline here? Yeah, I was told they want to get everything wrapped up by Friday. Yeah, I think Friday is a little pie in the sky at this point. Yeah, they do have a yeah, little bit sure. of time. I mean, Ryan Garcia is in camp right now. I don't know if Gervonta is officially in camp, but he just fought in January. So it's not like he's, you know, not looking at a full camp if this drags out for another couple of weeks. But it's not like there's this, you know, broad negotiation to be had. Somebody's got to blink at this point. I mean, look. Regis Progray would run to Ryan Garcia's backyard to take this fight. Regis' management team, as you well know, is kind of looking around going, where are the fights uh, for this newly crowned 140-pound champion? There just aren't any for him, at least not in the first half of the year. I'm very skeptical that Golden Boy would close with Regis Progray. That feels like almost too tough a fight for Ryan to take after kind of mentally pivoting from... Javante Davis, tough. like he's in kind of one headspace, ready for Javante. He hasn't fought since last July. I can see them fighting Progre. I mean, they have confidence Ryan could beat Progre, and I think that's a very competitive fight. But I would would guess they'd probably try to push that to maybe the summer, uh, where they could really build it out and have Ryan uh, ready for it. If you're Javante Davis, like are we back to Isak Cruz too? Like, what are we doing with Javante? Like, it's not like he's going to cross the street and fight one of the top ranked guys. It's not like he's going to. You know, suddenly challenge Shakur Stevenson on pay-per-view like this, you know, this like, and look, I get blowback on this all the time. I broadcast for the zone. I get it. But like Gervonta, <laughs> Gerv- like it, it, like it hurts him. I think a lot more because again, this clarity here, everybody's going to look at this and say, you really, your promoter really blew this fight because of a rematch clause, like a rematch clause. <laughs> like that just seems crazy to me. I think the other thing we should talk about when we discuss the timeline is February, you know, February 7th, right? When we're recording this and February 16th, Javante Davis has a trial for his alleged involvement in a hit and run. And if you look at, you know, you and I are not legal experts, but if you look at what happened last year, he had already accepted a plea deal and, you know, not, you know, not formally, but they had worked something out and then the judge struck it down. So usually when a judge strikes down a plea deal, that means that judge is considering jail time if that person's found guilty. So I, I don't know. I don't know what, what the sides have been told here, but I don't know what they could have been told considering this is a legal situation. It's not like the judge is going to get on the phone with the with the boxing promoters and the lawyers here. <laughs> uh, yeah. how, can they, how can they really know? I don't know. That's a separate issue altogether. I, mean, I guess they may be intertwined in some way, but um, yeah, look, if Javante serves even uh, a week of jail time because of this, I think that would push the date back altogether. And I've been right. told that Golden Boy's been pretty clear they're going on April 15th. Like, Ryan Garcia is going to fight on April 15th, one way or the other. Um, 
you know, hopefully it's get Gervonta Davis, hopefully not. So as we sit here, kind of, and you've talked to people on both sides of it, gut feeling, like, does this, does this get done? Is this an, is this an overcomable obstacle <laughs> as, you know, for this fight to happen? Okay, the one thing that gives me hope here is that Ryan has been very vocal. I give Ryan a lot of credit for pushing this fight along all the while. He has a big, big following. He has a lot of influence, and he's not shy about it, especially in an era where most fighters say, talk to my manager, talk to this promoter. He's been like, no, I want this fight. So I do think Ryan will do all he can. But Golden Boy, at the end of the day, like Oscar told me, has to protect the zone, mm -hmm. right? He feels he has to protect the zone. I don't blame him. And I don't know. I don't know if either side's going to blink. I may have to come down to Ryan Garcia trying to insert himself. In. I, I don't know if you can get creative here. I think the only way maybe is just eliminate the rematch clause. Yeah, and that's more on Tank Davis, though, right? Because Ryan, again, doesn't yeah. have a rematch right. clause. Like, Tank's right. got to kind of go to to Al Heyman and say, look, we, we don't need the rematch, whatever. And, you know, let's just get this thing over the goal line. Like, he's got to be more vocal to me. And he's been much more reluctant, you know, over the last year or so when it comes to this fight to be vocal about this. Like, Ryan, it, he's swimming uphill on this one because I, I don't— I don't think Golden Boy's being unreasonable. This day. They, they've been unreasonable in the past. Like they've done sure, some crazy sure. things on other on other topics, but this is not to me all that unreasonable for them to insist on being the lead uh, on a rematch. This has got to be to me Javante Davis pushing back hard, saying, "Look, forget the rematch." Like Javante doesn't care what network he fights on. Like stop. No, like, Javante of doesn't give not. a damn. No fighter does. Like he's right. got to be the one that presses ahead and says, "Look, let's make this fight happen. Forget the rematch. Give them the rematch. The rematch. It ain't gonna matter because I'm gonna knock this guy out." Right. And I, if you look, I was looking back at my reporting, you know, and you reported the same stuff last year when they were trying to do Charlo and Jaime Munguia, right? That was a very similar situation. From my, from my reporting back then, it was agreed, at least verbally, that the rematch would be on the zone if Munguia won. But in that case, Charlo would have been a very, very sizable favorite, mm. much bigger favorite, in my opinion, than Gervonta would be here. No, Maybe that's the difference? I don't know. Yeah, in the past, I know from talking to people at Showtime, they have been okay with the your turn, my turn kind of thing. Like, as long as we get the first one, you can take the second. Hell, maybe there'll be a third. We can all figure, figure some. we'll all kind of make money off it. Instead, we're, you know, and I, when we were, I'm sure you got the same kind of replies on Twitter. It's like, boxing doing this again. Like, we can't have nice things. We can't have this happen. If they, if they screw this one up, Mike, I lose all hope for anybody getting any kind of deal done. At least well, well yeah, because this time they can't pin it on us, right? The promoters <laughs> and the fighters all came out and said this one was happening. Yeah. Whereas with Crawford and Spence, you know, I kind of reported and said that they had agreed to all material terms. And then like people people saying, oh, you said it was done. No, I said they agreed to all material terms and they were fixing language in the contract. And I don't think those situations are that much, you know, that dissimilar here. Terrence Crawford, the difference here is that Terrence Crawford and Ryan Garcia are not PBC fighters. They're not going to listen to what Al Heyman says and say, okay. And his guys trust him, and, you know, great. I'm sure Heyman's done great by them, and they trust him for a reason. But Terrence Crawford came in, without a, they wouldn't give him a guarantee, and he wanted certain protections in place, and he couldn't get them. The fight fell apart. And now this is now this fight could fall apart over a rematch clause. So is that that much, that much different to you? In, only, only it's different largely because the other one seems so complicated, right? Like it just, right. and again, maybe I spent way too much time watching that like Instagram live of Terrence Crawford where he explained <laughs> the whole thing and reading the back and forth tweets where I was just like, what are we talking about here? Who, who is involved in this conversation? This is pretty cut and dry. Like it's all agreed to except for that one stipulation. That's why it really is kind of a game of chicken where it's like they both kind of stare at each other and see who blinks first. And 
I have no idea who does. I just know that from my conversations, and you've had the same ones with, with Oscar, with Golden Boy, like they're not going to blink. At least they're not positioning it right now. And will Heyman blink? Will he say, all right, rematch can be on Golden Boy's terms? That I don't know. That I, I just don't know. Uh, follow Mike on Twitter. Keep up with his stuff over at ESPN.com. Good stuff, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Chris. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep Cook and Store System keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust Res- Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.